You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Sacramento Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. Time for another episode of Locked On Kings. Welcome to the Locked on Kings podcast. How can I help you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Oh, oh, you want me to, oh, you want me to talk about this team again for half an hour? Okay. And, and what would you like me to, to lie to you and tell you that, that everything's going to be okay and there's still plenty of time? Would you like me to, oh, um, maybe I come up with an excuse like, uh, oh, the Timberwolves got D'Angelo Russell back even though he was on a minutes restriction. And when the Kings get a player back and he's on a minutes restriction, he's not nearly as impactful. But when another player comes back against the Kings, he's guaranteed to be impactful, right? So the Timberwolves, even though they're the worst team in the NBA, they're uh, uh, they're a much better team now that they're healthy, and that's why the Kings lost. Does that work? Gotcha. All right, thanks for calling. Locked on Kings podcast, how can I help you? Yes. No, I I understand, sir. This is the way that things are here in Sacramento. Yes. Oh, no, I I get it. Consistency is a a, a hard word for us to understand here in this city. It's right up there with defense. We're still searching for it, but we're we're trying our best. Uh Uh-huh. No, I, I appreciate you calling. Thank you. Locked on Kings podcast. Sir, sir, I think you have the wrong number. Did you, you talk talking about winning. I think you're you're wanting to talk to the Minnesota Timberwolves, the Locked On T Wolves podcast. I think that's what you're reaching for them. So go find them. Thanks. Locked On Kings podcast. Oh hi, Satan. Yes, I am really enjoying this deal that I made with you. Yes, covering my favorite team is the best decision I ever made. Thank you for empowering me. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. No, I'll be sure to tell God that I'm not interested in good basketball. Right. Who wants to be saved when you can be a Kings fan? (laughs) All right, catch you later, big guy. Oh, man. This is what I've become. This is what the Locked on Kings podcast has become. This is what this Kings team has done to us this year. Four straight losses including a loss to the worst team in the NBA last night. And I have no plans for today's show. No plans. Normally I have a rundown and what I want to talk about, where I want to go. Today, we're just going to talk our way through it. Welcome into hell. I mean the Locked on Kings podcast, your hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all regular season and all offseason. If you're looking for in-depth analysis, game-by-game breakdowns, highlights, interviews with local and national experts, Full coverage of the Sacramento Kings from January through December. This is the place for you, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS App Store and find one of our Locked On Rooms. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege, in air quotes, of being your host here. I've been a Sacramento sports radio host for the last six years. This is season number seven for me, covering the Kings, both as an on-air host and multimedia journalist. And if you are new, 
Those kind of intros are the way we have to get through seasons like this. Those kind of things, you just got to laugh your way through sometimes the pain and suffering that has been being a Kings fan since 2006. And lo and behold, here we are, the Kings on another losing streak. Great opportunity last night in Minnesota to end the losing streak before it really got out of hand and try and get back to the winning ways with still plenty of time for the Kings to make that play and push, which has been labeled their ultimate goal by Monty McNair and the Kings front office with how they approach the trade deadline. And they, of course, lost to the worst team in the NBA. And I wasn't joking. I have no plan today. I have no idea where I'm going. Everything is coming off the top of the head. I do have some audio from Harrison Barnes that I want to play because Harrison had some great things to say after the game last night. I'm not going to play any audio from head coach Luke Walton, and I'm not going to play any audio from De'Aaron Fox, although I will talk about Fox a little bit because I was not very encouraged by his nonchalant attitude that he took to the podium during his post-game press conference. Now, Fox is almost always willing to speak. Win-loss, it doesn't matter. Fox is there to talk to the media, and I understand he's human. There are games where, quite frankly, he does not want to talk to us. I wouldn't want to talk to me after a game like what we saw with the Kings last night. Hell, part of me doesn't even want to be talking to you at this point in time, but look, it's the Locked on Kings podcast. I made a deal with the devil. I have to be here, so let's try and have some fun while we are here. And today's pod is going to be very different from yesterday's. Yesterday was angry, ranty Matt George. And maybe I'll get there today. I don't know. But today it's it's less anger and more just calm numbness. That's where I'm at. Just complete fatigue and a total lack of surprise when it comes to the Kings losing last night. Total lack of surprise. Meaning even if I didn't expect or predict it, part of me knew it was coming. Because it makes so much sense, right? Sometimes the story of a season is just a story. Sometimes a pattern is just a pattern. And the pattern for this Kings team, the story of this season, has been winning stretches followed by colossal losing streaks. And then a winning stretch and a losing streak. And then a five-game winning streak. And now a four-game losing streak. That's been this year. So why in the world was I foolish enough to believe any different? Boy, those purple-shaded glasses sure are effective when you can keep them on your face. But last night's loss may have permanently damaged my pair. I need a new prescription. On yesterday's Locked on Kings podcast, I said that I needed the Kings to send a message with this game. And I didn't want them to just beat the Timberwolves. I wanted them to blow the Timberwolves out to prove to everybody, including themselves, that they are not a fluky team. That they are legit contenders for the play-in spot. Which, back up a little bit, how pathetic is that? That we have to talk ourselves into the Kings proving to everybody that they can be contenders for the play-in not the playoffs themselves. You know how sad that is? But that's the state of this team. That's the ultimate goal. Make the play-in tournament, and then we'll see where we can go from there. Is that the peak of this team, the play-in tournament? Or was a five-game winning streak randomly the peak? That's so sad, but probably accurate. I wanted the Kings to send a message. So what did they do? They sent a message, all right. A message to the world saying, you were right to doubt us and not pay any attention to us during our win streak with the exception of De'Aaron Fox because you knew, just like we knew, that it wasn't going to last. The Kings are like a slot machine. You put a little money in, hopefully it's a penny slot so you're not investing too much money, and maybe you'll hit, make five bucks, 
feel pretty good about yourself. But instead of cashing out and using that five bucks to buy yourself a nice meal from McDonald's, you start thinking about appetizers at Olive Garden. If I could just get to 10, if I could just double my money, that salad and breadsticks could be mine. And then you lose it all. That's a weird analogy. Probably makes absolutely no sense, but I'm hungry and kind of proud of it. What's been made clear to me over this four-game losing streak, and you're going to hear Harrison Barnes talk a little bit about this in his post-game press conference I'll play for you in just a bit. This Kings team just doesn't care enough. Making the postseason, making that play-in tournament, doesn't matter as much to these players as it should. It doesn't matter as much to them as it does to the front office or ownership. If it did, we wouldn't see the team come out so lackadaisical. We wouldn't see the team fail to bring a sense of urgency to these games knowing that they're in the middle of a race. Did you see what the Cleveland Cavaliers did to the San Antonio Spurs last night? The Cavs gave the Kings and every other team fighting for that play-in spot an absolute gift. And on a night where the Kings are in prime position to take advantage of that and make up some ground, they decide to lose to the worst team in the Western Conference. And I'm sorry, I know D'Angelo Russell came back and he's a good player and he played well last night on a minutes restriction, played just 24 minutes, but still managed to score 25 points off the bench, including a bulk of his points in that fourth quarter push that the T-Wolves made. I don't care that he came back. I don't care that Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards were also playing with him. I don't care. That does not matter to me. This is the worst team in the Western Conference. This is a team that has literally nothing to play for. Their sights are set on a top pick in this draft, maybe even the number one pick for the second straight year. That's what matters to this organization. That's what matters to this franchise. Put that up against a team who's trying to make the play-in tournament and end a nearly 15-year playoff drought. Which side do you think should be more urgent? The Minnesota Timberwolves looked like the team last night that was trying to make up ground in the standings. And the Kings look like a team that is hoping for a high draft pick. No sense of urgency and a significant lack of efficiency. Kings shoot 25% from three-point range, 9 of 36. Buddy Heald had six of the Kings' nine three-pointers, but he took 16 of them. And he also missed three or four good looks when it mattered in the fourth quarter to try and get the Kings back into the ballgame. Only Buddy Heald can make six threes in a game look totally unimpressive. He finished with 18 points, also had seven rebounds, a couple of steals. Not a bad stat line for Buddy, but if you watched him play, you knew he wasn't good. Tyrese Halliburton, non-existent. Nine points, did have seven assists in 33 minutes. De'Aaron Fox had the lamest 31 points I've ever seen. Rashawn Holmes struggled the entire night. Harrison Barnes had a great start to this game, faded away for the rest of it, and the Kings bench was back to being non-existent. Terrence Davis couldn't hit anything from outside. Same with DeLon Wright. Hassan Whiteside came back, played 13 minutes, blocked a few shots, didn't do anything else. What else is new? Like, this Kings team looks like a collection of players that just don't give a damn. Buddy Heald looked like he was just trying to get his after the major game, the 40-plus point performance that he had in Minnesota last season. And De'Aaron, as much as I love the guy, continues to pick and choose when he wants to turn it on continues to pick and choose when he wants to try on the defensive end of the floor. And there's two sides to this coin. Because on one end, I'm like, dude, you're the head of the snake. You're the leader of this team. 
you're trying to make a name for yourself by making the playoffs too. You want the respect of being labeled an all-star, even though you've played for a crappy team your entire career, but you're now the man of that crappy team. You have the keys to the city and you just got a max contract. Play better and play more consistent. That's one side of the coin. The other side of the coin is De'Aaron looking around and going, nobody else is giving a damn on defense. Nobody else is trying with the exception of maybe Halliburton and Rashawn Holmes. Harrison Barnes too. But we're a garbage defensive team. Why does it matter if I try or not? I tried for a whole damn week and sure we won, but I got the player of the week honors. Everybody knows we won because of me. When am I going to get some help? I see a disinterested team. I see a collection of players who might be friends in the locker room, but for the most part, they are out for themselves and who see little value in actually making the play-in tournament. Maybe it is just a waste of time. And there might be part of me developing that wishes that this team would just shut it down. Because the goal of the organization might clearly be to make the play-in tournament, but it doesn't appear to be the goal of the players. Or it doesn't appear to be important to them. Yet I look at the standings, and I see the Kings just a game and a half out of the 10th spot, with still so much time left. And I know the window is still there for them to go for it. (laughs) Maybe they'll go on another win streak at some point randomly here before the season ends. The pattern would point to that happening sooner than later. But how many games is this team going to lose before getting to that? How deep of a hole are they going to put themselves in that even a six-game win streak couldn't get them out of it? I truly cannot wait for this offseason. Because to me, a lot of changes have to be made. Have to be made. And as patient as I've been with the guy... Maybe change number one is sending Luke Walton on his way. This episode of Locked on Kings is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about whatever league you are interested in. You can find fans just like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course reacting to big news or rumors. You can even find locked on hosts across the NBA, MLB, NHL, and NFL. I'll be joining the app as soon as I can, so be sure to get started and I will meet you there. Go download the free Locker Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NBA group for the latest league updates. I know you will find a ton of incredible rooms around your favorite teams and leagues. I can't wait to join you on the app. I'll be sure to let you know once the Locked On Kings room is live. Download the Locker Room app today. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Today's episode of the Locked On Kings podcast is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes like Fiat, Kia, and models, Pacifica, XT5, it is now impossible to stock all of the parts that you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? I don't even know what that means. And why wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing only the brand that his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Chain stores have different price tiers 
for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than the changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. You can get the exact parts that you need at the click of a button. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com So Harrison Barnes, Luke Walton, and De'Aaron Fox all spoke with the media after the loss last night in Minnesota, but Harrison Barnes is the only one that really said things that I am interested in sharing because he said a lot of things that, one, needed to be said, two, I agree with, and three, I'm glad somebody is saying. Now, I wish the things that Harrison Barnes was saying were being echoed by both head coach Luke Walton and especially by De'Aaron Fox But we know Barnes is viewed as a well-respected locker room leader, even if he's not the kind of guy who is going to yell and scream and light a fire under the asses of his teammates. The comments that he made publicly last night at least create some sort of semblance of accountability. Take a listen to what HB had to say. I apologize. The quality is not the best. The Kings had a bit of a spotty connection last night with their Zoom press conferences from Minnesota. But still, what you will be able to make out is important. For us, it's, it's finding that consistency and uh, how we play and not playing to our opponent. I mean, I think every single night you know, we, we match who's ever on the floor. If we're playing um, a good team, you know, we're going to we're gonna bring our A game. If we're playing a team that's uh, equal with us in the standings, then maybe our effort is less. Um, whatever it is, you know, we, we always come out a different way every single game based off who we're playing. I think for us to be a consistent team for us to win consistently, we have to do our habits consistently. You know, we can't be great on Monday and then lackluster on Wednesday and then non existent on Friday. No, I mean, defensively, we have to be better. I mean, just thinking about that game, we were scoring, we were scoring baskets, and so were they. Um, their guys were getting into a rhythm. And then down the stretch, obviously, you know, they have talented players, but, you know, we have to do a better job of, you know, forcing them, you know, to take tough shots. I mean, they were getting easy shots. They were getting to the free throw line. Much um, mental mistakes. We're not making baskets. Uh, we couldn't overcome overcome that tonight. It's a, it boils down to maturity. You know, it doesn't matter what another team's record is. At the end of the day, every team has has NBA players. Every team has, you know, all-stars. Every team has coaches that have been on playoff benches that have made deep runs. So on any given night, any team can beat anybody. You can't look at a standing, a record, and say, okay, well, this team's here, this team's there, this is what this team has done in the last five games. It matters what you do every single night, and we've done that against uh, good teams, good defenses, good offenses, whatever you want to call it, and we've had inconsistencies, you know, other nights. So I think with us, our biggest thing, especially coming down this stretch, is finding that consistency every single night, saying, look, if we want to make the playing game, if we want to make the playoffs, we have to be consistent because – us coming out here being inconsistent is going to cost us, whether it's down the stretch, whether it's going to play in series or playoff series. I mean, I mean, this is, this is where teams start locking in. I mean, they start tightening up. Um, you know, playoff teams are trying to jockey 
you know, for a position. And, you know, teams like us who are on the cusp are, are, are trying to get in. And we have to have that sense of urgency that, you know, there, there is really no no tomorrow, right? I mean, you get you get down too many games, you know, the, the margins start to widen and you're not going to be able to make up that difference. So, you know, for us, if, if we don't come out with a sense of urgency, then, you know, it doesn't mean that much to us. That line right there, that last thing that Harrison Barnes just said should be a stab of pain to the heart of not just every Kings fan, but every single member of the Kings organization and certainly every player in that locker room. If the Kings aren't bringing that sense of urgency during this playoff push, it must not mean that much to them. Bingo, Harrison Barnes. Bingo. And while HB didn't have the greatest of games, and he's certainly not putting himself on a pedestal talking down to everybody, HB came out of the gate hot. He came out of the gate aggressive. He was the one that started with a sense of urgency in this game, scoring 12 points in that first quarter. HB was ready to go last night. HB wanted to jump on the Timberwolves from the get-go. Wanted to try and end the losing streak in the first quarter or the first half. And nobody matched him. Now, De'Aaron ended up scoring over 30 points in the game, but it took De'Aaron a while to get going. He really went into takeover mode. I believe it was in the second quarter. Five things that HB said there in that long audio clip. One, the Kings playing to the level of their competition. Two, the defense has to be better. Three, it boils down to maturity. Four, You have to be consistent to make the playoffs. And five, sense of urgency. All five things we have talked about way too many times here on the Locked On Kings podcast. And I know for a fact that Harrison Barnes and Kings players aren't listening to the Locked On Kings podcast. So what that tells me is that they see the same issues that I do and that all of us do. They know what the problem is. So why don't they fix it? And I would be okay with them struggling to fix it if they were trying hard. But the problem is, I don't see this team trying hard. In fact, we've seen this team be able to fix those mistakes when they do try hard, but they'll try hard, win a few games, think they can take the foot off the gas pedal, and then it all falls apart again. That cannot happen. That is where the consistency that Harrison Barnes is talking about comes into play, and that's what this organization has lacked for far too long. Playing to the level of the competition. How long have the Kings done that? And that's what's crazy. That's why it's a culture thing here in Sacramento. I don't put all the blame on head coach Luke Walton. I don't put all the blame on this new regime of the Sacramento Kings front office. I certainly don't put all the blame on this current Kings roster because this has been Sacramento Kings basketball for over a decade. This right here, these five things, playing to the level of their competition, defense has to be better, boils down to maturity, have to be consistent to make the playoffs, and sense of urgency. Those five things have plagued this organization seemingly forever. And yet this year, we know that in flashes, this team has been capable of at least correcting some of it, handling it, but they don't want to do it long term. And I'm not saying that if they did everything well, if they played with 100% effort, if they worked to try and correct these mistakes, that they wouldn't have lost games like they did against Milwaukee or San Antonio. Losses are going to happen. But to me, the difference between a loss at the hands of a good team when you put up fight, the same fight that you put up in a win against a bad team like you should have put up in Minnesota the night before, to me, that speaks a whole hell of a lot more volume than a random win over a good team, and then deciding to take the next night off and lose to a bottom feeder. I loved what Harrison Barnes said last night. Now, I'm disappointed in De'Aaron Fox not saying the same thing. 
And Fox was asked directly his thoughts on some of the comments that Harrison Barnes said. And Fox vaguely agreed. He said, yeah, we do that from time to time. But it was the body language. It was the attitude of De'Aaron. And going back to what I said earlier, look, I know he didn't want to talk to us after last night's game. He probably didn't want to talk to anybody. He's tired of talking about losses like this. I know that for a fact. So I don't want to read too much into this situation, but also I want to see the leader of this Kings team. I would like to see De'Aaron Fox take the podium and light that fire and say, look, this can't happen anymore. Why can't De'Aaron Fox say the same things that Harrison Barnes has been saying? He's experiencing them too. He's experienced them all in his entire time here in Sacramento. And last I checked, De'Aaron Fox has been in Sacramento longer than Harrison Barnes has. So why isn't Fox stepping up and saying that? I know it's not Fox's personality to be that Draymond Green type like Harrison Barnes, He's not going to scream and yell and try and motivate his teammates in that way. That's not who he is. He's more of a passive personality. And you can still be a solid leader and a well-respected with a personality like that. But it's okay every once in a while for Fox to show a little emotion, to say, this cannot happen. This is not okay. And I don't want him taking the podium and saying, hey, everybody, I'm trying to do it all by myself. I need help. It's on all of you. I don't need selfish De'Aaron Fox like that. And I know he would never say anything like that. That's not what I'm asking for. I'm asking for passion. I'm asking for urgency. I'm asking for this team to turn their clear frustration into progress, consistent progress. I'm asking them to take their issues that I know they are aware of and show an immediate desire every game to correct them and maintain those corrections. I wish Fox had given us more after the game. I also wish I had made this game a little bit easier to swallow by making some money on this King's loss on betonline.ag, the official sports gambling partner of the Locked On Podcast Network. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action with the NBA, college basketball now wrapped up. How about that finish between Baylor and Gonzaga after a really fantastic game between Gonzaga and UCLA? I don't know if I expected a blowout as big as that, but congratulations to Baylor. Hopefully you made some money on that game. That, along with the NHL, the MLB going on right now. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine are available for you on Bet Online. They have you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. You can head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code LOCKED ON. Get off the sidelines, get in on the action, make some money even on your king's misery on Bet Online. Your online sportsbook experts. The Kings now have a couple of days off at home before they will return to action in the Golden One Center on Thursday against the Detroit Pistons. And they better make some corrections and make them in a hurry. If this losing streak continues, if it goes to five straight losses, including a loss to the Timberwolves and a loss to the Detroit Pistons, I don't know what the hell I'll do here on the Locked On Kings podcast especially with games against the Utah Jazz, New Orleans Pelicans, Phoenix Suns, and Dallas Mavericks coming up. Also, there's a Wizards game in there as well. Very winnable games. Very important games. I'm looking right at that Kings and Pelicans matchup on Monday next week. Like I talked about with the standings, there is still time for this Kings team, but they need to fix that urgency issue now. I want to see motivation. I want to see aggressiveness. I want to see anger. In fact, I don't want to see it. I need to see that on Thursday. And I don't even know if I'd consider Thursday night's game me giving the Kings another chance. I feel like I'm going to watch because I'm obligated, not because I believe in this team. That's where I'm at. 
Are you feeling the same way? Let me know at Matt George Radio on Twitter or email me mgeorge at sacklocalmedia.com. I fumbled my way through a ton of things on my mind in today's show. Maybe not the most organized, certainly not the most organized, but I know there's plenty there for us to talk about. So please reach out to me, engage me in conversation. I want to hear from you. Also, I'd love for you to leave a review of the Locked on Kings podcast if you haven't already. Best place to do that is on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. Hit five stars as long as you think this show is worthy of that rating. You could leave a little blurb about what you like or don't like about the show. It's a great area for constructive criticism. Any notes that you would have, improvements that you'd like to see made to the show, you can do so there. Also, use that to attract Sacramento Kings fans or just listeners out there who might be looking for a Kings-centered podcast. And if you have anybody that you know who is looking for that, by word of mouth or text message or email or whatever of the million ways we have to communicate today, direct them towards Locked on Kings. I know they won't be disappointed. I appreciate you listening to today's episode. Tomorrow on Locked on Kings, I will be joined by Jason Ross, Sacramento Kings radio broadcaster, former host here of this podcast. We're going to take a little bit of a break from just Kings-specific content, and we're going to talk about NBA draft histories and do a fun little exercise with that. I don't want to spoil too much. Please join me for that tomorrow. Also, enjoy these two days off of No Kings basketball. Seriously, enjoy them. We all need this break. Stay safe, stay healthy. I'll talk to you soon. My name is Matt George. You have been listening to Locked On Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.